Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Minute. I'm your host, Tyson Cross, and in this show, we explore all things mobile home park investing. From just getting started and trying to figure things out to the latest news and changes in the affordable housing sector and everything in between. I hope this inspires you to be a more thoughtful, intentional, and successful investor in this space. So thanks for listening, and let's get into today's show. All right, so the topic today I want to cover is long-distance investing versus looking in your backyard. And by backyard, I mean people talk about investing where they live. So think of backyard as being either the town, the city you live in, or maybe it's you know half hour away, somewhere where you can get to relatively quickly. And uh, that would be really considered your backyard. So for me, Portland, Oregon, anywhere around here, 45 minutes, an hour, I would consider that my backyard, um, maybe even a couple hours. But uh, the point is there's a big debate constantly going on. I think there's two groups of people. One is the people that are comfortable investing long distance, that is maybe out of state or you know, somewhere you have to fly to probably is how I define it. Somewhere that you can't just get to relatively easy. You can't just get in the car and drive there in an hour versus investing in your backyard. And which one should you do? Oftentimes as a new investor, I think we get into this, this mode of trying to figure out what's the right, you know, what's the right thing for me to do. You'll hear both sides of this. If you go into like biggerpockets.com you can see different people debating this. And I really think it comes down to, number one, what asset class you're investing in. So obviously this show, we're talking about mobile home parks. Mobile home parks, when you look at the stock of the inventory, rather, across the country, how many mobile home parks there are, they're somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty to 55,000. Once you cut that down in terms of looking at parks that you know are big enough, in other words, that are not small parks, but parks that you would invest in, and then parks that try to fit into your criteria, it probably shrinks dramatically from there versus let's say apartment complexes where there, I believe there's over a couple million complexes throughout the country. There's a big difference in in the amount of inventory that you can choose from in order to find a good deal. And so when you talk about looking for a great property to buy, well, it gets much harder when the inventory is much, much less, I should say. And so that's number one. Okay. Since we invest in mobile home parks, in order to find good deals, you need to be willing to expand that reach, you know, increase the, uh, the sample size or the size of parks that you're looking at in order to find uh, good deals. You have to increase the probability. Um, if I only have five deals I'm looking at, chances are pretty bad. I'm not going to find a good one versus looking at you know, a hundred. So that's number one, mobile home parks. You have to be willing to look where the good deals are. If, or excuse me, you have to be willing to look outside of where maybe you, your backyard is. If you want to find a really, really good deal. Having said that you can still find good deals in your backyard. It just makes it harder. Okay. There's less to look at. All right. So I think you can figure out that's, that's pretty simple. Number two, it's a matter of what you're comfortable with. What's your risk tolerance, right? I think people have this idea if you invest long distance that you can't get to the property quickly. And what if something happens or an emergency happens and all of a sudden you're not able to get there? Well, the way I look at it is I can't really fix anything anyway. I mean, I, I do, I am a little bit, you know, handy, but I'm not going to solve some major issues should they arise at the mobile home park. That's why we have vendors. That's why we create a vendor list. 
if there's major stuff going on, plumbing leak, something with the electrical or utilities, we're not going to handle that anyway. So it really doesn't matter if we're a three-hour plane ride versus a half-hour drive. And so I think you need to understand and, and really set up your processes, build your team, right? It's only as good as the people that you have working in that park. We have a fantastic manager in a park we own in Kansas. It would not work as well as it does if we didn't have her managing that park. Um, and so I think you have to understand if you are going to go long distance and if you're trying to consider that, understand that you can do it. It just really depends on your level of planning and, and setting up processes and systems. If you have the tolerance and you can understand that it's no riskier than investing in your backyard, and i.e. a half hour away, I think it's going to open up a lot of possibilities. You know, in this space, you hear people talking about it all the time. We, we have to look where the deals are, and that means we have to look in other states. And again, that just goes back to not being or not having the amount of opportunities that other asset classes provide. What's your risk tolerance? Where are you willing to go? Now, I invest long distance. I'm okay with it. Having said that, I break it down a little bit. In other words, I'm not going to go to you know, Miami, Florida, because I live in Portland, Oregon. That is a ridiculously long flight. I want to be able to get there in a relatively um, fairly easy trip. So, for example, we own a park outside of Kansas City. It's a three-hour flight direct from Portland to Kansas City. That's manageable, okay? If I was going to fly to Miami, it would take me all day. I would lose one complete day, you know, just to get there. And then um, that's not really – that doesn't sound fun. So I think you have to understand, like, what are you willing to go make that trip? Because you're going to want to go, especially in the beginning, you're going to want to go frequently. And then as things start to settle down and you – you build your, your systems and you start to manage the property, you can go less frequently, but understand if you are a good investor, you're going to want to visit your property at least for, you know, every quarter or something like that. So make sure you're okay with the travel. And so taking those things into account, I think you can have very good success investing in real estate long distance. You just have to have a plan, understand what you're doing, recognize that you know, once you buy a park, once you close on your first park, especially you know, people that are just getting into this space, things slow down quite a bit. There's really no reason why you would or anybody would need to get to the park in in like five minutes. That's why we have firefighters and, and healthcare professionals and people that can respond to those emergencies. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, please share with a friend. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review. Also, check out more info at my blog at TysonDCross.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Take care.